What is up, guys? Welcome to episode 10 of HCS Source. My name is Active. With me, I have, of course, my duo, my man, Tony. And we're going to give you some good details today. Lots of things to go over. We didn't have last week's episode, but we're here today to go over episode number 10. Tony, how you been, brother? How's things going? Things have been going great. Uh, I, I tried to stream earlier today. There was a bit of issue with the server, so sad to end my stream a little bit mm. early. But luckily, I was able to do some casting with some Apex, which was really fun. Nice. Uh, we actually, it was actually pretty crazy. Uh, Snipe down subs in to a team, which is uh, which is normally Abbott Slurp. But it's funny because he subs into the team mid-tournament, just comes on in and just kicks the player out, kicks Tech out and says, hey, sorry, I'm ready to come in. Wow. And uh, they were having a really tough tournament final game they end up getting second place so a lot of it was really fun to watch that and uh just really fun to uh to uh, cast some apex in addition to some halo you know switch it up a little bit i love that i love that slime down you know and uh not on phase anymore we'll talk about him in a little bit but you know playing some apex now and uh, potentially screaming for another team uh and we'll talk about that but uh in terms of my day um you know it's good carolyn had a little bit of a rash uh this is my youngest um she had a little bit of rash on the back of her knee and of course as a parent for those parents out there you'll know uh, I freaked out. I was like, oh my gosh, this is, her leg's going to fall off. Like, I'm free, you know, Carrie and I are both freaking out. That's just how we are. I don't know why. Uh, she freaks out way more than me, okay? I'm the man of the household. I try to keep it, you know, you try to keep it peaceful, but uh, <laughs> we uh, we sent her to the doctor and end up just being mosquito bites that she scratched the crap out of. Like, I, the, her leg was literally black and blue behind, like, behind her leg, behind her knee. It was black, like, little black and blue, and there's a whole bunch of red, and we were just worried, like, what could that be? Like, my goodness gracious but anyway ended up just being bug bites so that was cool that was kind of the major stress of my day regardless um other than that I've been uploading to uh youtube shorts and you know uh tiktok and doing trying to stay consistent with those as well as youtube as well and uh really happy to get back into the podcast today i'm excited for today's episode excited for today's episode as well so why don't we get right into it and you know we don't got time for games we don't even have time to, you know, we like to start off the uh, the episodes a little bit with a fun question. But as of right now, we have so much to cover. Yeah. We're going to jump right into the nitty gritty. And first up, you kind of you hinted at it. We're going to talk about FaZe. And FaZe have been looking stellar with King Nick. Not yeah. stellar. King Nick. <laughs> Coming in in place of Snipe Down. And the moment that happened, you saw them immediately start to look better i believe i believe uh, like literally the next day you had them i think lose out of scrim maybe seven to six maybe like eight to six against optic yeah against the very team that tend to them the week before yeah since then they've been playing our top three teams so competitively playing in a lot of these smaller tournaments like esports arena and different things of that sort and playing absolutely lights out they got a big win against cloud nine and then even in scrims they were able to beat out the likes of sentinels optic and g1 which let's be honest i'm not going to mince words they were wiping the floor with them in the past and and as of right now the only variable to the situation is that snipe down is gone and king nick is simply in and uh i will kind of talk we'll talk to kind of talk about that a little bit i'll let you have the floor and then maybe i'll put some more thoughts towards the end okay. how do you feel about the new look phase roster so Nick has obviously changed a lot of things. Uh, I was able to watch back a little bit of the optic scrims because uh, thankfully, if you're sub to Lucid, you can watch back. Uh, he does. He casts all the scrim or he streams all the scrims. So you're able to watch. Mm-hmm. I really do appreciate that. Even though we do have Halo Data Hive back, it's just nice to see what's going on. And it seemed like from what I was watching in the scrims, a lot of teamwork out of this squad on phase you know before we had saw them kind of taking those 1v1s not being aggressive not being confident and then you know things have kind of changed but as i say that and we've talked about this before tony teams tend to have this honeymoon stage period where you know this is a brand new thing you know spartan's back with his buddy they're able to kind of play together again and they're really happy about that obviously performing really really well but at the end of the day, you look at Halo Data Hive right now, and FaZe is down 412 to Sentinels. It's a live scrim happening right now. Sentinels is up 12 to 4. This is a long scrim, by the way. And uh, Sentinels is a team that's putting in a lot of work. So um, very interesting to see because I mean we're talking about, you know, we're talking about uh, you know, just now uh, today being that scrim, but on August 31st, FaZe beat Sentinels 9 to 8. So and I believe that was with that was definitely with King Nick. Yeah, it was. So 
Very interesting. I, I, I like I always talk about it. I talk about honeymoon stages. They're very important to talk about because it's a mentality where you're going in with zero drama. You guys are obviously starting off hot. You even talked about it the next day. They were starting to play well against Optic, a team that not only 12 to them one time, 12 to them three times, I believe. I believe it was 12 to three scrims in a row, which is a, a stark difference from what we saw, you know, from the results that you talked about. So I, I think. You know, we'll have to see how it goes. I think Sentinels is starting to prepare. And, and you know, they were already scary as it is. But, uh, you know, this Sentinel squad is obviously... And again, I want to make very clear. These are online scrims. And, um, and it, but, but I want to bring up, you know, the caveat to that being that Renegade, uh, a player that I know, uh, you know, talking to Spartan, hates online Halo Infinite and gets very tilted in online Halo Infinite. Um, I look at Renegade as a, as a land as a land god. Like this guy is insane on land. Online, he's just he's like a like half of himself, in my opinion. But regardless, um, this scrim today that I'm seeing that is live right now is a little bit interesting to me. I, I don't exactly know. Maybe they you know it's okay to have a bad day or so. So we'll have to see if trends continue. But um, I, I I'm very excited for Phase. I think they're preparing and they're definitely starting to click with Nick. But we'll see where they take it from here. I'm really upset with myself because uh, as I was drinking water, yeah. McRin said, we were talking about how good FaZe looked in scrims. And McRin in the chat, just, I gazed at the chat for one second, said, not versus us, scrim sore one to one. <laughs> and that just knocked me. I literally spit my water I, all I over heard you my choking. Monitor. I didn't know what you were choking on. I literally on. just started dying. At the, I don't know what that was so funny to me, but like <laughs> we're talking about like, you know, they even beat the likes of Sensos, right. the likes of Optic, the like the G1, and then McRid comes in with the, well, not us. You know, they, <laughs> it was a tie one to one and I just, I lost it for a second. I'm sorry. It's all good. But uh, at, at the end of the day, FaZe have been looking really good and, and for a team that we nicknamed the God Squad yeah. all the way back in June. We, you know, it was really disappointing to see them start the way they did. And I, this is not a shot at Snipe Down whatsoever. Yeah. I think Snipe Down is an incredible player. We're going to talk about where he might end up landing going into Orlando and Worlds. I'm not saying anything about Snipe Down as an individual player. Right, but what right. I will say is that clearly his play style and him and him generally just didn't fit this roster and vice versa. It came out of his own mouth. Like he, he's the one that said, he said weakest mentals he's ever been on right, and the yeah. worst competitive experience in his career. He's had a very long career. <laughs> yes. those, are some, those are some crazy words that ultimately came out of his mouth. Yeah. And so obviously King Nick fits this team a bit better and they've been playing lights out and going into Orlando. Maybe we see the phase that we thought they were. Are they going to win the tournament? I don't know, but there's no way that we should see a world where phase drop below top four. There's just too much skill on that roster. And at least now going into Orlando, they look like a top four squad where before they look like a squad that needed to implode. Like they, <laughs> they needed to blow up. So really happy to see uh phase get in the right direction. And speaking of going in the right direction, you know, you brought up a good question of what's going on with G2 and I'm going to, I'm going to allow you to take the floor. I, I have a little bit of insight on it. So, but I know it's not just you questioning it. It's a lot of people in the chat question. A lot right. of people on Twitter saying, you know, all these teams are making a final run leading into Orlando, but they're like, you know, what's up with G2? You recently see Gilkey kind of running a lot of scrims and a lot of tournaments at Oxygen Esports. Mm. I know on the Apex side, he's even filled in on the Oxygen Esports roster on Apex and a lot of <laughs> tournaments as well. That's so, awesome. um, I, I'll let you take the floor on that one. I do have a bit of inside information, so I'll come in afterwards. Yeah, yeah, please do. So, yeah, that's that's my question is, like, you know, we haven't seen them at all. We haven't seen them uh, in scrims. We haven't seen them in any sort of way. And with Barcode being on that squad, you know, I feel like they started to, you know, show that they've got potential to be one of these top teams. But since then, uh, you know, we saw Barcode's tweet of him going back to uh, Australia. And, and I, I would imagine there's definitely some visa things going on there some visa constrictions or problems where he's got to get his visa to come back and and i don't know any of that legal stuff like i'm not really you know um verse on on those things but i would imagine You're not a lawyer <laughs> i don't know the laws or anything like that so i would but i would imagine that's definitely like one of the one of the issues there uh it just kind of stinks because um orlando is a very important tournament and we all know that right like this is you want to get to worlds you want to you know be at the the tournament 
That is that is what everyone has been playing for this entire season. You got to play well at Worlds. And I hope they're at least running together online, but I don't see how that would even really work. And uh, we don't even see it in terms of like Halo Data Hive. So, um, you know, that that Australia connection is rough. So I, I don't even think they're running online. The least they could be doing, uh, I, I, I maybe just like talking and having meetings and stuff like that, maybe. But we haven't even seen an official announcement yet either. So... Very interesting. I, I'm questioning what's going on. I just kind of want an update. That's all. Uh, I love this roster. I think with Barcode on, I think Barcode's got a huge future. Um, and I just kind of want to know what's what's happening. So you have some inside information. I'd love to hear what it is. Well, yeah, you know, uh, just just a couple of days ago, I slapped Gilkey around in matchmaking. You know, we matched, <laughs> I matched him twice, or maybe, maybe three times, and just... I, I mean, he didn't win a single individual gunfight. He was, <laughs> was running around like a stick in the mud. He was definitely not flying across the map. And, 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 and you know, and every time I killed him, I just yelled, I'm kind of a big freaking deal. Love and I can, I can hear him all the way from Syracuse, New York, yelling, yes, he is. Tony <laughs> is just better. And it was, uh, it was really cool for him to recognize the greatness that I am. Yeah. And, uh, and. I'm not. I'm. I'm, I'm totally lying. Dude, 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 <laughs> it was. It was. It was embarrassing. This you know, Gilkey is the real deal. God, the man doesn't miss a shot. And, it kind of, and it's really interesting because, like, you know, not that Gilkey's like bottom of the barrel. Like he's, he's obviously an excellent pro that we have in our scene. But it reminds me of like in the NBA, any player from one to fifteen, you get them against some of the best of the best, you know, uh, you know, uh, park players, you know, even D1 athletes and whatnot, put them against some of the best of the best. And it doesn't matter. Any NBA player mm. will literally absolutely school anybody on the court. It doesn't even matter. And it's kind of the same thing in Halo. Like sometimes, you know, you watch a matchup, like, you know, say a, you know, a, a Oxygen Esports versus Optic, for example. And obviously Optic dominated him in scrim in scrims recently. But... I promise you, go up against trying to matchmaking. He'll drop 90 on you without even blinking. <laughs> go ahead and match common in matchmaking, and the man will absolutely run circles around you. It's anybody in the in our professional league can absolutely put in work, and that includes, uh, again, 1 through 15, and obviously Gilkey, one of the best of the best we have. Uh, I went on that long tangent for absolutely no reason because what I should have said was, I, I rated him uh, in one of my streams, and I got the chance to talk to him, just ask him a few questions, and... Yeah. Um, and try and decide to ask like you know what what's up with G two we haven't seen uh, we haven't seen much of you recently and he told us he said it's really tough for them to scrim when barcode is in Australia like they're not getting valuable practice due to like, him on a, a million ping right. you know the other team is not having a good time so it's not a good time for any team so it's really hard for them to get valuable practice mm. so instead they're watching a lot of film. They're watching their old okay. film reviews and really trying to dissect their gameplay and also watching film review together of other teams as well, like the optics, like the Sentinels and whatnot, and dissecting what they do well. So they're still getting that practice in. And they said once they're able to figure out the whole barcode thing and what's going on, they're going to be running two-a-days and, and really grinding hard on that last stretch leading into Orlando and leading into Worlds. And they have no issues with with them not being prepared. They feel like they're going to be well-prepared going into Orlando. Kind of like you mentioned before, G2 were figuring it out. G2 looked great yeah. during the North American Super, and I'm really excited to see what they produce on land as well. So uh, hmm. that's that's the little intel that I got on G2. Awesome. I do want to talk a little about E-United, but did you have anything you wanted to, uh, to talk about G2 by any chance to throw in there? Uh, no, I, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see what they're capable of you know, what they're capable of doing on land. I, I haven't seen Barcode on land just yet. The, the online Super was pretty much all we saw of him, and I think he's a, an incredible talent, and I'm very excited for his future. We'll have to see how they do it at Orlando. Well, uh, I want to talk about EU United because we kind of mentioned a lot about FaZe and, you know, obviously King Nick taking the spot yeah. of Stipe down. I want to talk about EU United and them scrimming with the Faceless Peak 69 is what the Smurf <laughs> is going by <laughs> in place of Manny on that EU United roster. And I, I, I'm not going to lie. I did, I did a little investigation. Uh, I was watching Optic scrims and I heard them call the Smurf Eric twice okay and i was like "Ooh, okay all right okay then literally trippy messed up and literally called him snipe down on accident <laughs> called this and literally said i have i i i, I down snipe down and then push and i'm like oh snap like they literally outed snipe down as being the fourth on e united now maybe 
maybe they don't have the right intel but i'm gonna assume they've been calling him eric multiple times they literally called him snipe down mm. and on top of it, i think snipe that has a massive amount of respect for ryan do and i think his gameplay really fits their style well i'm going forward and saying that snipe down is faceless speak peak 69 just too much info intel <laughs> leading towards that but either way how do you feel about united potentially scrimming with uh eric rona i don't have too too much to say on this but you did touch on it just a bit i think that what you said about his play style matching up is 100 percent correct i think that you know eric likes to play this back kind of like anchor play style we see it in apex we see it in halo in the old days as well whether he has a sniper or whether he's putting down shots across the map eric is not like a fast-paced player that's gonna you know curb slide around and and you know get kills on you he's one that's gonna put in damage from across the map and and just you know outplay you and i think with a United, potentially, that will fit their squad. I haven't seen, of course, I, I haven't been able to see any scrims. Um, do, can you touch on what you saw in the, from what you saw in the scrim against uh, Optic there when it was uh, Optic versus United? How, how did they do? Actually, I haven't got the chance to to deep dive into it just yet. Okay. I was I was watching I was watching the scrim, but I only was able to catch a few a few games. And I'm be honest, in those games, Optic were looking absolutely lights out. Uh, United looked well. Okay, they looked good. But definitely, I wouldn't say great. But then again, who looks great over Optic? Optic <laughs> are literally the best online scrimming team right. and have been so for quite some time. Uh, I have heard United scrimming against uh, the KCP roster, which, by the way, actually implementing Manny recently and scrimming right. with Manny, uh, which which is really interesting. Uh, and 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 I've seen I've seen I've heard and seen some good things about United and going into Orlando. I would say this is a team legitimately fighting for top six. Okay. Are they guaranteed top six? There's a lot of competition, man. Oh, yeah. You know, you you got complexity. You got G1. You got G2. Maybe a G3 that I don't know about. You have SSG. <laughs> you have Ascend Quadrant. Like, and that's right off the top of the dome. You know, Oxford Esports are still the real deal as well. There are so many teams fighting for that top six that I think United are legitimately in the conversation. Mm -hmm. But my problem is that I, I, I just can't automatically give it to them uh but i would be surprised that they dropped below top eight i think no matter what you're still talking about e united ryan noob is a phenomenal mind that we have in halo a great slayer stipe down is still one of the best players to ever do it if he's on this e united roster combining with you know rain and and one of the more underrated suspectors i think e united i would be surprised to see them drop below top eight okay I, I, I'd have to see some more. I wanna I kinda wanna go back and watch that scrim just to kind of see how they play, but that's interesting. Uh yeah, anyone against Optic, I agree, is is pretty much I mean that that's why that's why, you know, FaZe taking that series from Optic, you know, five to four. I think form will have to go early or something like that. So maybe Optic would have won that in a, in a best of eleven or whatever, best of uh best of fourteen, whatever they do. Um but um regardless, I think that uh we'll have to see more out of them and hopefully they announce the roster soon. I'm actually not sure when roster lock is. So, uh, do you by any chance know? I thought uh, it was September 5th. Okay. Okay. Um, but I could, I could, could be wrong. I say, I'm, I'm, for some reason, September 5th or September 8th is like jumping out of my mind. Okay. <laughs> okay so, uh, but I, yeah, so, I, 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 the way, even when the roster lock comes out, like it doesn't be like we're going to know. Like, yeah. HS will know who the teams are. Right. But right. lots of these teams are waiting until like the last minute to actually really make the announcements, anyways. So, even if roster lock passes, we may still not know what the final rosters are looking like. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was just going to say, um, you know, usually around roster lock, like a, I don't know, a couple days after or something, you usually see something, but you're right. I I don't think they're they don't have to tell us anything <laughs> we can just wait we'll just have to wait and see moving on i want to talk i kind of mentioned ssg and probably a lot of people were thinking like what did a space station gaming blow up their roster well they did yeah and then they signed the number one latin american team in their pittsburgh nights and tim i'm gonna be honest with you love the move atso tapping uh, buttons drift and pelu coming in and i think I think this is great for the for the Latin American community. Dave, I've, I talk about this time and time again. The Latin American community feel like we, as competitive uh, Halo, yeah. turned our backs on them for yeah, quite a sad. bit. You know, with to start with Colombia not being able to compete in the Latin American region, only having Mexico. You know, you had players like Pelu, by the way, lose their roster spot. Nasty Bullet comes filling in because he's from Mexico, mm. and eventually Pelu has to move along with Johan and Guardian and, and, and a bunch of others having to move from Colombia to Mexico just to compete mm. and and almost having to steal their, their squad back. And, and you know, you have N Navi, 
which obviously a European team having a uh, having partnered skins, they're able to represent over an EU. But Latin America didn't have that until now. <laughs> Space Station Gaming. Now you have all of Latin America, even the competitors, even the rivals who are who obviously rooting for you know the likes of Cincha Negra and beyond probably still were buying ssg skins to support the latin american community so uh big ups ssg to sign them and they have a lot of responsibility on their hands now you know hey they're the people's champ they're 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 right. their people's champ right now so we're gonna see ssg in orlando and uh really excited to watch hopefully as long as they get their visas and everything in order i know that's been uh a little bit of an issue for ss for pk in the past yeah, so my biggest thing, and uh, I, again, I am just going to say that I'm not 100% certain on this because I did hear about it, and it was confirmed a couple times, but I didn't confirm it myself. So not 100% certain, but I was told that because the, you know, the new SSG squad, Pittsburgh Knights, who is now SSG, is top two in their region, they are automatically qualified for Worlds. Now... Um, and that doesn't matter. Like, that's without Orlando placings. Uh, if that is true, which I'm not 100% certain, I just want to make that clear. If that is true, this was the smartest pickup by SSG ever. Like, what you just talked about, and we're talking from a financial perspective right now, by the way. From what you just talked about with the skins, getting all of Latin America on their side with, you know, on, on their side with the new skins coming out. And then you have uh, an instant qualification to Worlds, regardless of how you play in Orlando. Um, the SSG is 200 IQ. Like, this was perfect for them. And uh, I don't know how they're going to place at Orlando or at Worlds. Um, I do know that they'll be at both now. So that means SSG has a booth in Worlds or Orlando or both, you know, and just think about that. It, it's just a very smart move. And, um, you know, and I think this is a very good squad as well. It's not all about the money either. I think this is a very good squad as well. I hope they get their visas figured out. They looked incredible at Valencia um, from, the, from the matches I watched. So we'll see what they're able to, to really do. Yeah, they, 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 were, they were lights out in, in uh, the, uh, the regional, uh, absolutely uh, uh, taking over uh, Mexico City. And, uh, and, uh, and they, they are the number one team in Latin America. Since the Negra are there in the conversation, mm -hmm. the problem is consistently SSG beat about. Right. Uh, and I'm really, I'm really happy. I'm really happy for them. I can't wait to see them over at Orlando. Uh, and mind you, last time we saw them in Kansas City, they were able to take Sentinels to game five in, in Kansas City, by the way, which is the team that won the whole damn tournament. So, <laughs> you know, obviously there's some talent there. Right. And who knows? Maybe we talk about SSG, maybe, you know, one game away from taking out Sentinels. Who knows what it was? Could SSG have won this one? Nah, maybe not. <laughs> but uh, going, going in. We got we got to talk about with SSG imploding mm -hmm. and having to sign a new roster. There was one other team that that exploded as well and needed to get a roster of their own. That's Fnatic. Fnatic haven't been able to figure it out, and it's taken them quite some time to do so. They've had plenty of chances. They've now mixing in the roster and and, and looking to find an answer. I know you talked to uh, Kojo and the Fnatic uh, organization a decent amount. Do me a favor. Talk to me a little bit about Fnatic, and, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll give some news that I was able to, uh, to find as well. Go ahead. Yeah, so I, uh, Kojo did message me on Twitter, um, and he said, um, roster complete. And, of course, I tried to get what the roster was, and I was not able to. <laughs> or he was busy, didn't answer me regardless. Um, but uh, that's good for them because I know uh, Kojo – Talking to him, he kind of thinks that, you know, everyone in the Halo community thinks he's just bad at, um, you know, just, just he, they, he thinks that they think he's bad at, you know, managing and that he's making horrible decisions and that, you know, uh, what he's doing is, is not working because he doesn't know what he's talking about. But then he kind of went into, and I, I can't go over it here, but he kind of went into who he's trying to acquire and who he really wanted to acquire and who he was going after. And the fact that, you know, one thing I will say is that in terms of collect, like he was scouted collect when he had 60 followers. Like the guy was saying that he knows what he's talking about. Like he knows what he's doing. Um, it's just that things have not worked out. And uh, unfortunately players on the squad that he's tried out and stuff like that. I'm not going to go over any names, but I uh, had a really rough time with them, you know, in terms of scrims, leaving scrims early, you know, uh, rage quitting scrims, this and this and that. And 
So uh, just moves needed to be made, and and he did just that. And uh, hopefully this new roster, and I think you do have intel on it, so I'll let you speak on that, and I'm excited to hear who it is. But hopefully this new roster is is going to contend because this has been a partnered squad that has kind of replaced SSG in that lower tier from the beginning of the season where we thought, like, what is SSG doing? Like, these guys are a partnered squad, and they're not really showing it here. Now SSG is kind of, you know... They've climbed up just a bit. They had to redo their squad, and now they they have um pit, uh, the you know the Pittsburgh Knights squad. But I think Fnatic is that new like roster that's kind of on the low end that needs to make a statement here at Orlando, and they have to do it because they have no choice. If they don't make a statement here, then Worlds is not an option for them. And I don't think Fnatic, as big of an org as they are, want that at all. So, uh, and I don't think the players obviously want that either. So, uh, hopefully they. Uh, what, what is the roster? T tell me, tell me, Tony. What, what's the roster? Well, combined with the information that you gave me, saying that Fnatic has told you that the roster is complete, yeah, I looked at the uh, individual players and who they've been scrimming with. Okay, and so far we know that Septify and Jazero still on the roster. By the way, still signed, and they've been scrimming with the Exit duo of Suppressed and Arctic, and they've been consistently scrimming with us. So the fact that you mm. told me mm. that Fnatic's roster is complete and they're consistently scrimming like with that, that team of four yeah it makes me believe that that team of four is now septify jazero suppressed and arctic you have septify uh, a lights out slayer for the roster and really has been the standout slayer at that jazero kind of that swing player in, as far as that momentum which i feel like every team needs nowadays suppressed yeah. high damage dealer very, very steady shot. A very good fundamental steady centered shot. Really kind of minds of like a formal. And then Arctic, who continues to impress me every time I watch him. It, it, it don't look fancy, to be honest with you. But I look at the score, I'm like, oh, snap. Arctic went double positive. When, <laughs> when the hell did that happen? Like, it's, it's, not, it's not flashy, but he's pretty damn consistent. And it seems like that's going to be the roster for Fnatic. Is that going to be the answer they're looking for to get, you know, that top 12 placing again or maybe even fighting for top eight which we thought they were in the conversation of for quite some time yeah. i don't know but they're trying to figure it out and um hopefully they don't run out of time i think suppress is like the just the full package for that squad like suppress kind of makes that squad good in my opinion like he if he wasn't on that squad i wouldn't be very impressed but i feel like with him the rest of them will fit into place um, I, I, I hope that they're from the scrims you saw, I hope that they're scrimming a lot because that is, you know, obviously a, uh, you know, pulling two squads together, two duos together. You've got to build that chemistry up, but, um, yeah, that's, that's an interesting squad. I'm, I'm kind of excited about it. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Orlando's going to be a big tournament. I am very extremely excited for Orlando. Mm -hmm. Um, I cannot wait. Um, a lot of these teams are going to have to show up they, Like land is so much different. And I hate to keep bringing it up because I know it's kind of like I'm, you know, talking on deaf ears. But the amount of, like, so Halo, back in back in the day, back in my day, Halo 3 was very different on LAN, right? You know, um, the game was beautiful on LAN. Online, it was a mess. Like, they had to raise the movement speed and the damage modifier online so that it kind of matched on LAN. There was that random bullet and stuff, all this stuff. But Halo 3 was really rough online. Um, Halo Infinite is worse online, but on LAN, it's beautiful. And um, unfortunately, I haven't had the, the chance to play it too, too much. I played a little bit, but um, just a different game in terms of like positioning, being able to peak shot uh, consistently. And, and you know, um, I, I, I'm excited to see what all these teams do. This is, you know, Orlando is the moment. Orlando is their time to, it's, it's do or die here. You know, Worlds is such a huge tournament. So, We'll see. Fnatic, Fnatic has to do something. I don't want to see this organization leave Halo. I love Fnatic, um, so I hope that this uh, this team does well so they can stick around and uh, continue on. I want to talk a little bit more about Fnatic, right? We have some other more topics we want to get into, and yeah. uh, we got some really important ones. So I'm going to move on to uh, the new HCS skins. Ooh. And uh, I know you're passionate about them, so I'm, I'm actually going to I'm going to give you the floor. I'm going to oh. let you take over because I know you I know you want to talk about that. Like these skins are like incredible, you know, because, OK, we had those season one skins, right? But with the season one skins, you were kind of just like tied to this kit that you had to just equipped and stuff like that. Like, I, I don't like that you're tied to a kit like that. I don't think that's 
very fun. <laughs> Tony, I put you on, I put you on the screen in another overlay, and you're very, very tiny. I'm making you bigger now. You're good. Oh, that was just kind of funny. You're a little tiny, tiny head. Anyway, I, on screen, I have Gilkey, Gilkey's G2 skin. Like, I love how shiny and like dark it is. And then you're just able to mess around with the kit so you can have like different icons. You can also add the flames on the head or the arms. So you can pretty much add anything you want to this and it's and you can still represent your favorite team. Um, I, I absolutely think I, I absolutely love these skins. I think they're so sick. Like here you go. This is uh this is the the all the skins right here. Um I'm gonna have to say my absolute favorite is definitely FaZe. I'm a big red black and white guy those are literally my absolute favorite colors in the world together and that's my branding and that's everything that's, that's pretty much mm -hmm. why uh absolutely love this this phase uh package here uh i think that the left arm being like that camo and then yep. uh you know the rest of it just being black and red is so sick and then of course um it's just great value honestly you're, you're getting a lot of value you're getting a br skin a coating and a charm for only yep. ten dollars, which is absolutely crazy. But uh, Tony, what's your favorite? What do you? What's your favorite skin here? So right off the rip, I bought every skin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the stream died. They me to do it, so I did. I bought every skin right off the rip, and, and it's funny because I'm gonna go with Phase is my favorite as well. Uh, I, like you said, I, I think it's great looking. I think that emblem with the phase up is sick. It's sick. I will say, best emblem to me goes to Cloud Nine. That uh, that like emblem that. is actually it's so cute, it's so hilarious. And I'll say the third best emblem. Might be a tie between SSG and G2. I might give it uh, to, uh, to SSG. Even though I... SSG's armor isn't bad. It's just not me. Like, I'll be, I'll be honest. It's, it's, it's honestly not me. I feel like it's too um, much. And I love the logo out of Sentinels. Maybe not the little... Uh, the, not the char I keep calling it Ember. Uh, charm is charm, what they're yep. calling it. Yep. I, I like the logo out of Sentinels. And I, what. Like I thought that, that was too. really good. And the charm isn't bad. I, I, like, I like them all. But I would say... Phase is probably my favorite. Optic with the championship white is really cool, uh, just because it has a little bit more meaning to it. And then Navi went a little bit outside the box with the actual coding itself. They did, and I kind of like not like I wouldn't. Uh, I you know I'll probably buy it just to support uh, the players, but um, I, w I probably wouldn't wear it. Um, but I love it. I, I think that's really cool to kind of have like the mix of all the colors together. It's kind of like one of the more interesting coatings, I think. Um, yeah, I, I think SSG, <laughs> SSG kind of just went plain, like, just like straight, like, I don't know. It, it's kind of cool though. Uh, like cool. An MC it's, it's not, it's not me. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. In MCC, you had like, you could like earn a gold BR. So now you just get one for free. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, it's cool. I think it's okay. Uh, but yeah, G2 is probably my second favorite. I again, I, I'm really biased on those colors, man. Like the, those colors are me. But just the phase, phase is such a dark black. It's so sick looking. My goodness. Um, yeah. You, the, the other day, Tony and I were playing, and he's like, man, you're playing so much smarter. You're staying alive. It's because I'm the face skin. Like, I just blend in everywhere. I just, like, hide in the shadows, and it's just kids that can't see me. Oh, uh, no. But, uh, yeah, I, I like the face skin the most. I think it's really, really cool. But, uh, yeah, I, I think these skins are great. And, again, the whole kit thing I think is really important, uh, you know, to allow us to just customize. My, my biggest thing, again, and I, I think I've said this before, but player expression. I like the fact that, like, without anyone's names on a character, you know who that is just by the way their armor is. And having all those variations is so cool. Like, oh, like, oh, that I know who that is. Like, you don't have you don't have to see the name. That's that's Tony right there. Oh, that's active right there. Like, I love like having and we don't have a lot of options just yet. We're still under a year of the of the game. But like, you know, in like two years, we're gonna have so many options, and you're just gonna know that's that player. Like, that's that guy, you know what I mean? And I think that's cool. I think that's really important. I've always thought that's so important in video games. Um, that being said, I hope they, you know, one day add, you know, this is a whole different talk in and of itself, but I hope they, hope they add, like, a championship playlist um, or a championship rank, I should say, and yeah. uh, allow you to get, like, a champion BR for hitting champion or, or a champion Ooh. armor or, like, a champion helmet. Like, each season you get another piece of gear. You get another some, something that, that shows that you're a champion. And, like, you know, 12 seasons down the road, you have every single piece of gear for champion, you know, whatever. Um, and I, think, I think that's important. I think once they get the game fixed, once they start working on that stuff with the desync and the servers and, you know, we get a lot of problems, but, you know, the foundation is there. I've said that before. Once they get all those little other things figured out and the competitive integrity is there online, I think they had a champion rank and we start getting those champion rewards. I think that'd be sick.
Another another topic where I could talk about forever, but I know we have two left and we are running a little bit low on time. So why don't we move in talking about let's talk about GAs because it's a, it's a hot button topic, man. It is. It is. Uh, before I give you the floor, I just want to explain as far as the GAs or what, what a GA is, is a gentleman's agreement. Um, it, it refers to just agree not to use a certain weapon or now mechanic in the game. Two, two teams meet up before the match. Say, hey, look, are we using this? Yes, no. Are we using this? Yes, no. Yes, no. You just agree on it, right. and then you go about and go, uh, go about your day. You can't be punished by the tournament for breaking a GA, but there are ramifications such as being blacklisted from scrims and uh, uh, being tweeted by Spartan as well. So uh, <laughs> uh, right now with the GAs, you got the Mangler, Sword, and the Drop Weapon. Right now, the Mangler, we talk about it often being on a 30-second respawn timer, 24 bullets, bullets right off the rip, can That's hold up to 52. You can have a potential of four minutes into the game, having six to eight manglers, uh, manglers on the map. Oh my goodness! Insane to be. Yeah. Uh, sword uh, having, I believe it has four swings, um, and you could have even more than one on the map. I'll talk about that a little bit later after I give you the floor. And then finally, drop weapon, which uh, is a mechanic that a lot of the pros talk about, not not punishing you for weapons that are high risk, high reward. Uh, and adding and, and and adding almost like an overpoweredness to certain weapons, which I'll kind of talk about that. But right now, I want to give you the floor and GAs, Tim, please. So I think that they're really bad for the scene. Um, I understand where they're coming from, and I would recommend everyone to watch Shyway's video on this recently. I think it was really well done. I think Tony will agree on that. Um, I think that. And I agree with most of the things he said, but I will kind of reiterate and say my part. I think that they're bad for the scene in terms of, you know, no one really knows what they're doing. Like, um, you go into ranked and, you know, if you use a sword, you're, you're going to get your body shot. You're going to get teabagged, whatever. I mean, you know, some people really don't give, give a crap about that. Um, then you have other people that are, you know, GAing it because they, you know, they heard that that's the thing to do and they blah, blah, blah. For me, like... I feel like changes need to be made, but doing it two months or two tournaments, like with two tournaments left in the season, I just feel like is just a little too late. You you did the Mangler GA. We you, everyone agreed with it. You you kept it like that for whatever, however many tournaments. Now we're approaching the most the two most important tournaments in the season, and we're now adding two more things to the GA list. Um. I get it. I think it's a little bit of frustration with 343 for not changing things um, that are that need to be changed. Uh, maybe, I, I don't know what 343's mindset is. I know they have a lot of data to back up some of the, the decisions they make, but maybe they're kind of waiting for like season two of eSports to change stuff. I'm not really too sure. But regardless, I think that uh, the frustration from the pro, the, the pro community is, is warranted. You know, things have not been changed since the GA was first talked about in the beginning. Mouse um, and keyboard that being said, is better. <laughs> that being said, I think that potentially, um, I, I think that potentially you're, you're separating the communities in half. And I, I understand the competitive integrity there where, you know, you have to, um, you have to be able to uphold that competitive integrity for pro players, but at the same time, the viewership is important as well. And having like a sword uh, in in a in a you know in a tournament match, or or having the mangler in a tournament match, or having a drop weapon in a, like a really intense situation, regardless, I think is really good for viewership. On the other end of things, I still understand. I think that uh, with the stalker, for instance, I said this before. I think in our previous episode, you you hit two shots, right? And you can just drop weapon and hit the headshot. Um, and I think that um, that just makes for just making a very powerful weapon way easier. I think you should be forced to hit that three shot perfect or switch switch weapons. It is faster to drop weapon, obviously, way faster. But, you know, if you're going to miss that next shot and you think you're going to miss that next shot, just switch weapon and get the headshot with the BR after those two shots of the stalker. I think with the sword, and, I, and I've mentioned this, I think that the sword needs to be tradable. You need to be able to trade with the sword. That's why it's powerful. The sword can stay in the game. You said it yourself. Four swipes is all you get. That's not a lot. Um, there can be multiple on the map, and you know, I'll let you uh, reiterate on that. But 
you can't just you know use a sword and just not be punished for being no shields because you can't trade out beatdowns. I, I don't I don't think that's um I don't I don't feel like that's designed correctly in the competitive sense. Um I I don't and honestly with with uh you know I talked about drop weapon I talked about sword the mangler I think mangler is just really powerful because of drop weapon and I I like the mangler. You know why? Because it's another weapon in the sandbox. Pretty soon, in Season 3, we're going to get the Bandit Rifle. That's another weapon in the sandbox that, you know, is going to probably need some tuning. The problem is, we need this tuning mid-season. You can't wait till the end of the season to tune these things. Like, like when, when players are playing for, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, you have to have some sort of a, you know... An ability there to change things on on the, on a dime. I know the pro team has been putting in tons of work. I'm sure they give their feedback. I trust everyone on that pro team. Like there's a lot of great players on there. Clutch being one of them. I I think that uh, I don't. Maybe they're not being heard. I'm not a fly in the wall. I don't know. But uh, this this type of stuff. If we're gonna be doing these three month cycles and they're gonna be adding new equipment and they're gonna be adding new weapons, we need to have this balance. Like that shroud screen. That thing looks disgusting. Like, good, in a good way. Like, it is. it looks too strong. Will it be in competitive? I don't know. Will it be good for viewership in competitive? Absolutely. And again, that's that fine line. You've got the guys at Microsoft, the higher-ups, the suits, that want the money, that want to make money, and they make money by adding cool new things to tournaments that make it really difficult for pros to compete. But at the same time, and I love Sparty to death, and I know he's at the forefront of this, and I agree with a lot of the things that he said. But this is not the first time we've had to deal with this. For anyone that followed Fortnite at the, like, I don't know, like four months after it came out or whatever. It was like maybe six months after it came out. Right before a major tournament, major tournament, it was like millions of dollars on the line. They added these hamster balls. We're not talking the, like, a month before. We're talking a day before the tournament. They added hamster balls, okay? These hamster balls that you could just... You could like plunge her to a tree and just like launch yourself 50 miles away. Like, dude, people were so pissed off. But this is this is the state of esports right now. I don't like it, but that's what people are trying to make money. These big companies are trying to make money, and that makes viewership grow if you have new things like that and you kind of spray it on people. So it comes down to having a middle ground there, in my opinion. But um, again. We got two tournaments left, the most important tournaments in the season. If all of the top players agree to it, fine. But don't feel like you have to do this in ranked. Okay? If you're not if you're just playing for fun, man, just use the weapons on the map. Don't don't restrict yourself to these are uh, Sparty said it best, I think. I think you mentioned the top sixteen teams or the top eight teams, I believe it was top sixteen, have all agreed and will not be doing it. Open teams, you are free to do whatever you want. If you're if you're in the open in the Orlando tournament, do whatever you want. But again, when you get to that, you know, that top 16 mark or the, even the top 24 mark, then you have to look into it and say, okay, well, you know, do I want to be respected by the pro community and, and take it from there, you know? I think GAs are a really, really tough topic because, you know, like kind of mentioned before, the GAs are bad for the scene. You know, we, we don't want to see GAs right now. GAs are, are, are here because they're necessary. Mm-hmm. So... I'll, I'll go out and say that I agree with most of the GAs. I'll take it one by one. Kind of like I mentioned before, Bangler, 30-second respawn, so much ammo coming in. It, it, it's it's the, the Mangler, to me, is closer to a Bulldog or a Heat Wave than it is a Commando or Plaza Pistol. So I agree with the Mangler being GA'd until it gets tuned. Like I, I'm perfectly fine with meeting in the middle. I want it gone right now. It's a bit too much right now. So somewhere in the middle is a tuning to treat it like the bulldog or the or, or the um, heat wave. Mm. One clip of ammo, only allowed to have only one on the map. I think that's a great tune for the mangler. And I, I like by the way, it. I love the mangler. By the way, one of my favorite weapons in, in Halo Infinite. Going into the sword, I, I, I. This is just me personally. I think the sword is as good as the rockets. When you combine the sword with sprint, curb sliding. Now repulse and 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 grapple. I think the sword is legitimately as good as the rockets. So to me, I think treat it like the rockets. Two, maybe three swings max, only one on the map. 
I think that's a perfect place to to to, uh, to, to put uh, to put the sword in, especially when we just talk about advanced mo- mobility. And then even I'm not gonna lie, drop weapon. I, I, I'm I'm willing to respect the mangler and the sword GA in matchmaker unless somebody uses it on me. Yeah, yeah. drop weapon is just too hard to track. Right? I can see <laughs> if somebody picks up the sword from across the map. I don't know if you're instant dropping weapon or not. And I'm not gonna put myself at a disadvantage on matchmaker. I respect the sword and mangler GA. Drop weapon. I'm sorry. I'm doing. I, I'm, I'm not gonna sit here and get tracked. Like, well, it took you zero point fifteen seconds to drop that. <laughs> you you didn't hold down. Why? How dare you? I'm getting. Nah, I, yeah. I just it's too it's too much. So, um, and plus I think drop weapons interesting. I think it's I think it's a fun mechanic. So, um, uh, I I we 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 could talk more about about GAs, but I know we're running a little bit close to time here. So, uh, I'm gonna leave it at that. At the end of the day, I think GAs are bad for the game, but right now they're necessary because we haven't we haven't gotten the adjustments that should happen when you look at halo 3 mlg playlist versus regular player yeah. look at halo reach v7 settings like there's a reason why competitive settings have been different than the social settings and whether i know that i know there could be a good argument for having the competitive be as close to social as possible i know there's a good argument for that but I also will say there's a reason why we try to separate different things because it's it's just not balanced. Right. And when you're playing for this amount of money, it need, it needs to be balanced, and that's what it needs to be. Look at and I'm gonna say one more example. Look at how much Catalyst has evolved. I still hate the map, but <laughs> watching and commentating it, it has it has played so much faster and more fluid when the players are not picking up the sword. Than when they were like it, it's it's become a much more palatable map to watch as opposed to what it was before. So um, I, I, just, I think there's um there's a lot that goes into it, yeah. and there's reasons behind it. At the end of the day, as long as the pros agree to it, you're gonna put on, they're gonna put on a great show for us as the fans, regardless. Right. So right. who the hell am I to disagree with it? <laughs> swap, don't drop, drop, don't swap. I don't give a damn. Put on a great show and let me and let me enjoy it, and I'll, exactly. and I'll be happy. <laughs> Exactly. I, uh, you know, I, I pretty much agree with everything you said. I think that, um, again, it, it has to do with the top 16 teams, I believe, that have all agreed. And, you know, at the end of the day, if you want to do it as well in matchmaking, I do it as well. And I saw your, uh, I saw your TikTok of you dropping the sword off and the, it teleporting back up to you. <laughs> the Halo gods did not want that sword to be GA'd, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's cool to follow it and match. I, I do the same thing. If I don't, if I don't see anyone with a sword, I won't pick it up. It is what it is. I, I just think it's really fun to use, and uh, it's sad that I can't pick it up. You know, I, 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 I think with a couple changes like the one you said to Mangler and then the sword being tradable, I think those weapons stay in the game. Uh, I, I really do. I think, it, I think they're fine, but. Then again, we got to talk about where the bandit goes. Like, where does that weapon fit in now? Is that even going to be in competitive? I want it to be because I'm a mouse and keyboard player. Please put the bandit in. Like, give me a weapon that I can destroy everyone with. By the way, Jeff said mouse and keyboard is better earlier because someone uh, redeemed one of my channel point things. So it's going to be in the VOD. Sorry, Tony. Um, <laughs> sorry. But but uh, regardless, I, I'm, I'm excited. And uh, yes, you're right. They're going to put on an absolute amazing show. And I'm very, very excited to see. Um, you know, what teams come out on top. It's a very important two tournaments for these guys. So we'll see what happens. Well, running a little bit low on time here. So I want to talk about the roadmap. And I know this is a a major subject. It might even spill over the hour just to try to fit it all in. Um, But uh, obviously roadmap came came out. I I watched a video. I actually did a little reaction video on my my YouTube. And um, I will... Before I even put, because it's all opinion based, I'm going to pass the floor to you, okay. and I'm going to allow you to talk about whatever you want to talk about. Go mm-hmm. ahead and le- go ahead and take the floor from here. All right, so I'm going to start. I'm going to start this off by saying, just hold your shill three four three shill comments and all that crap uh, till after I talk, okay? Because I know they're going to come out. It's fine. I wake up every day with a cup of energy, okay? And uh, it's not advanced GG, although I do wish it was because I love them. But um, I wake up every day with a cup of energy. This is a metaphorical cup of energy. And, um, you know, I have the choice of where to put that. And I could think of things that are negative or I can think of things that are positive. And I will say it's always a fighting battle. Um, I always tried. It's always like natural for me to think negatively. 
and I always try to double back and think positively about things and uh, just try to work on that. I think I feel like the brain's a muscle and I feel like, you know, working that muscle in terms of how your thought patterns are is very important. Um, that being said, like one of your mom's quote, I think is I actually use it every day. I'm not even kidding. Uh, control the controllables. Like I actually think about Don't that. Don't call my mom. I know, but I'm, I'm not joking to any like in all seriousness. I actually think about that quote every day. So tell your mom, I said, thank you. Um, it, it, it actually runs my day because it's so, I, you know, I go through all this stress in life and stuff like that. It's so, it's so difficult sometimes with, with all these kids and et cetera and whatever, whatever life throws my way. So I'm going into the mentality that I want to be positive and looking at the roadmap on screen, it is very easy to be positive. Okay. This is not difficult for me to be positive about. This is not me sniffing on the copium and having lots of hopium. There's nothing to do with that. Look at the very first box on this image. Okay, and and I'll read it out for the people that are listening on the podcast. We've got the Halo Infinite Winter Update, November 8th through March 7th. The first thing we're getting is a Forge Beta. For those of you that maybe got into Halo late, don't understand, etc., 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 the community that is in Halo, our community, when given the power of Forge, is going to be incredible. The amount of talent we have in this community that is going to be able to make us game types in Forge is massive. And we're not talking about a Forge that is from Halo 3 where we have to have Onslaught and Amplified. We're not talking about that kind of Forge. We're talking about a Forge where these creators are going to be able to program, like use programming language in this forge to make things happen. If you don't know anything about it, go look it up. You could literally use a sentinel beam to pick up a huge box and throw it around in, in, a, in the world. Like there is so much that can be done with this forge. And like, that is the winter update for me. Like that right there is like, oh my word. 343 is struggling right now. They've got a lot on their plate. They're struggling to deliver. They're trying to get back on track. They're trying to get us to three month seasons. We have Forge to carry us that way. November 8th to March 7th is a very long time. Santa's going to come back. Give me lots of presents, hopefully. Uh, you know, I'm going to go through Thanksgiving, have lots of turkey, and that's it because I'm on keto. <laughs> um, but, you know, we're getting Forge beta. We're getting campaign co-op. We're getting two new Forge maps. So we're getting another arena map that you and I can dissect for hours, which is going to be lots of fun. We're getting a free battle pass, which is whatever. That doesn't really matter to me. And then we're getting match XP beta, which is cool because that means we're getting something for, like I need something for playing. Like I need to play and see something happen. It's that dopamine. And right now I get nothing out of getting my Onyx number up by two every match. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get any. So I love all this. And then the, the very last thing, of course, in the winter update is the quality of life's quality of life improvements we're probably gonna go over an hour here because i'm very passionate about this update so bear with me um the quality of life improvements are so important for my side for the mouse and keyboard side of halo because we've been looking for quality of life improvements in terms of performance for a very long time and i don't feel like mouse and keyboard players are hurt at all and there's not a lot of us left there's maybe five (laughs) okay there's more than five but there's not a lot of us left and these quality of life improvements could potentially bring people back And then we hop over to season three. So we're in Forge. We've got all this stuff. There's one thing I would change. I would potentially move custom game browser over and take some things out if we need to. Because without custom game browser, Forge is going to be really difficult to utilize. It's going to be really difficult to see what people are making and to see what people are creating. So I would move those that over to the winter update and maybe take out a couple things like I think it's so important to have those two things together. But at the end of the day, I don't mind waiting a little while. I don't mind waiting till March 7th. Maybe that'll give Forge Beta some people, some really talented people, some time to make some really incredible things. By March 7th, think of it this way. Think about this for a second. By March 7th, we could have a Battle Royale in Forge. They've got every single tool necessary to make that happen. Will it be a 100-player Battle Royale? Probably not. Probably be like whatever the big team battle cap is, I think 24 or something, right? Whatever that cap, it doesn't matter though. We could have a battle royale by the time Forge Beta or uh, by, the time, by the time March 7th comes over. And then we'll have custom game browser to find that battle royale and play it. 
Like, think about that. And then we got the the bandit. We got a brand new weapon. We've got two developer-made maps. We've got another battle pass. We've got in-game reporting. Like, this is a lot of stuff, and people are somehow... Like, I've seen countless videos. <laughs> this is... It pisses me off. I'm sorry. I've seen countless videos of people hating and hating on 343. Like, yeah, they gotta get fired. Blah, 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 blah. But guess what? Three months ago, please be transparent with us. Tell us what tell us what's going on over there. Tell us what you need. Tell us what's going down. They come out, they give us a full video, which I will agree there's a lot of things left out of that video. It's it's called corporate, it's called investors. You know, Microsoft is controlling what they say, obviously. But they give us a video explaining everything, and now people are all pissed off and want them on the chopping block. It just it just makes me it's, it's so aggravating. We've got a lot here to, to digest. Is it is it a ton? No. Does it compare to Fortnite? No. Does it compare to Modern Warfare? No. But it's still great. And it's a step in the right direction. And that's why I'm excited. I'm sorry, Tony. Go ahead. Uh, no, you're fine. I mean, I, I think it was very well put. Um, I guess I'll start off with talking about the actual video itself. I actually thought the video was great. Um, I thought the video was transparent, like I kind of mentioned before. But also the gentleman Sean, that was kind of the main speaker of it, he um he didn't hide. No, like he like like he came out right off the rip and admitted that you know have are they where they wanted to be? Absolutely not. You know, are they do they know what they have to do to get to where they need to be? You know, putting out a new season every three months. Yes, and they're working towards it. I, I love the fact that they were just honest about it. They didn't just they didn't just hide from the issues that were coming in, which I thought was important. And I would love to see a video like this once a month, to Agreed. be honest. I would, if, if not once a season, but once a month, I would love to see videos like this. I thought it was great. Um, I mean, as far as the content, you know, I think Forge is amazing. I think you got to put the nail in the cough. I think you need to combine it with a custom game browser. I think they kind of go hand in hand, and it kind of sucks that they're going to be so far behind. Um... I, I actually love the Shroud screen, and I'm excited to see what it does in competitive and in social. The bandit looks fun. I can't wait to see that. I'm liking what I'm seeing on the screen. I think, and by the way, VIP and Escalation. Oh, my gosh, dude. VIP is such a fun game type, <laughs> and Escalation is insane. I loved Gun Game and Call of Duty, so I'm right there with Escalation. I, I so fun. I'm excited. Um, but am I liking what I see on the screen? Yes. Am I liking the timeline? No. I mean... Be honest with that. I would love to see. I would love to see a custom browser in a forge. I don't know June. You know, maybe maybe July. I would love. I would love to see that of, of this year, not of next year. Yeah, yeah. I would. I would. I, w I would love to see that. I would love to see a couple new maps come in. I'm, to me, I'm a competitive player, so new maps isn't the most important thing to me. But I know it is important to uh, uh, the the casual community. Um, and I mean, it's it's stuff. Am I happy with the timeline? No. Am I happy with what I'm seeing? Yes, I think it's I think it's good content. I think it's content that uh, needs to come. And I like I said, I've been talking about putting out videos. I hate those blogs, and I would love to see videos like that once a month, if not at least once a season. I would be really happy with. But uh, that's, I mean, that's pretty much where I'm at as far as the actual uh, roadmap and the video involved. Okay. Uh, I see that on screen. Okay. Awesome. I, I see the I see the form on screen. Oh, the forum. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> that's okay. Um, so the, that, there you go, guys. That's what we do. Uh, that's what we do every every week. We do a little <laughs> forum. Um, we talk to each other on there too. So if you see any bad comments, that's what we hate you guys. Now. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I mean we're 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 pretty much uh, we're, we actually stayed under. Um, we're at 58 minutes right now. We actually stayed under an hour somehow. That was actually incredible. So. Uh, for those of you guys that are unfamiliar, and uh, I'll let Tony close out the show, but for those of you guys, the guys that are unfamiliar, we do have this, but we also have a little Q&A afterwards that lasts about 30 minutes. So if you'd like to stick around in the chat and uh, live chat and ask us some questions, you can. And for the people that, of course, uh, of course, are listening on Spotify and um, Apple Podcasts we're now on and Google Podcasts and YouTube, whatever you're listening on. If you want to join us uh, Wednesday, 10 p.m. Eastern, you can come see us live and do the we do the show live and we will we're going to get the overlay better and stuff like that. I'm going to work on some things uh, and, and make it nice, nice. But regardless, uh, it has been incredible talking to you guys once again. And uh, 
uh, this was a great show. A lot of really cool things to talk about. So uh, thank you guys for uh, for supporting us. Yeah, thank you for all the love and support you guys have shown both on the Twitch and on the YouTube as well. I know you guys are watching on Spotify and on, on Apple as well. And it's been really fun to it's been really fun to really put out this kind of content. I think this content is very necessary here in our scene and we're going to keep doing it. I know I'm having a good time, Tim. I hope you're having a good time, Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, we, I, I want to get back. We're going to get back to doing this on a weekly basis. And uh, yeah, I uh, love you guys all. Uh, Tim, do you have any final words? Uh, no, I'm just uh, sorry. We missed last week, um, but uh, we're back, back in action. We're not going to miss another week ever again. Uh, <laughs> we'll do as best as we can to not miss week but uh we'll keep you guys up to date on everything make sure you spread the word man tell your friends they'll let everyone know you know we're kind of a small podcast but our youtube video has been doing really well i think our last one we had like 3.3k viewers the views on it which is incredible um so yeah just tell your friends about it you know if you need a podcast to listen to on the road you need one to listen to while you're doing chores whatever you need it for yeah just let let your friends know that are also interested in halo all right, guys. Well, I'm Why Not Be Reckless, a.k.a. Why Not Be Casting. That's my man, Active, and this was your HCS source. We'll see you again next week, Wednesday, 10 p.m. Eastern, live on Twitch. Make sure you're there, and then you watch it again on the YouTube, and then you watch it again on the Spotify, and then again on the <laughs> Apple Music, and then again on the... Uh, again, <laughs>